Jonathan, right? Disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. i got to tell you something. I did some sleeping yesterday, last night. I don't know, six o'clock, whatever it was. I finally able to crawl into bed. I took a nap. I did. That's after Goslin left. He wore me out, I guess. Goslin and a couple others, John Diamond, they wore me out. Fell asleep last night. I missed a, missed a Zoom meeting. Woke up this morning at four, raring to go. Got my schedule a little bit, my head schedule a little bit mixed up. Feeling healthy as a horse. Ready to fight. It's Friday. Wanted to be flea flicker Friday, but I got some other stuff I got to talk about. Hey, I found proof. Jonathan, pull up that picture. It says Thunderbird. Proof that Nephilim still exists. All right. This is not a fake picture. Now, Jonathan, I may have sent that. Uh, did I send it to you guys? Oh, tell coach, tell me I did. Because I may not have. Hang on. Let me see. Did I? Well, you. yeah, I sent it to you. It just says fun. Yeah, there it is. That's a real picture, folks. That's Lawrence Funderburk at 6'9", and me at 6'5", 7", on a good day. My belly's getting too big. I've got to hold it in next time in the picture. But there's proof that the Nephilim exists, right? Is that something? 6'9". Now, I'm bigger than him on the inside. No, that's not true, because he's pretty powerful. He's a pretty powerful Christian guy, too. So God bless mm-hmm. Lawrence Funderburk and all of these doing and speaking up for us. Hey, big thing going on in Pennsylvania this weekend. Bobby, somebody out there, tell me what's going on. Where can people show up? What can they do? How can they help? Is it, are you out there? Yeah, I'm here. What's going Coach, on there, yeah. Bob? It's Pete. All right, we're there. Yeah, Brad, go ahead. You can do it. Oh, all right. Okay, so we're uh, meeting uh, for those that are not down in Harrisburg, so local around uh, – our hometown of Little Millersburg, we're meeting at the Giant parking lot at 9.15. Be down there a little bit before, at the farm show, a little bit before 10. We'll be congregating outside the front doors of the uh, of the farm show building, meeting up right there. Uh, we've got now, I think, nine, nine professionally made signs, homemade signs, and uh, some of us will be staying outside doing the uh, honk and wave. Some of us will be inside recruiting. We got uh, lots of business cards, Coach Dave cards. and uh, Did they show up, Brett? Did they show up? They did the did cards? not yet, no. Jeez, I hate the, I hate the postal service. I, the, the way it sounds, we'll have plenty, though. And, uh, yeah, I have we'll extras. What's that? I have extras. So yeah. I might have 100 or so. I got. I sent them a bunch. Anyway, go ahead, Brett. All right. So, while you know, people can go back and forth between in the farm show. Of course, you got to buy a ticket, uh, or outside the farm show, the honk and wave, and uh, there'll be, of course, uh, hundreds and hundreds of vendors inside. That uh, if you're 
if you're into the hunting scene or the camping, all kinds of stuff to look at, lots of great people to contact and bring on board with us. Amen. Oh, man, good, good. I'm sending some deck cards, uh, uh, business cards, deck cards. Uh, going to be a good crew there. Sorry I can't shake myself loose to get out there. Betty's going to be there. She'll represent us. And it's all good stuff. Continue to spread the word. Hey, uh, do me a favor, Jonathan. Get that picture off of that. I'm tired of looking short. Every time I look at that show, I look short and fat every time I look at that Thunderbird picture. That thing off of there. Man, oh, man. That's, that's my ego kicking in there again. Hey, anybody else got any weekend news here you want to say? Myra wants to say something. And and uh, Kevin wants to. So go, Myra. I'm, hey, I'm going someplace today. It's going to be fun. Go ahead. Go ahead, Myra. Yes. Um, my prayer. So, Lord Jesus, in John 1, 4, 7, your word reads that, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. In Jesus' name, I rebuke you, the devil. Your days are numbered. I invite the Holy Spirit to this huddle to make his presence be felt. In Jesus' name, I release the love, heaven, and peace to you. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I was given armed and dangerous. Armed and dangerous. Come on, Kevin. Oh, I love you, Myra. Uh, yeah, Coach, I'm probably going to get in trouble with you for saying this, but I'm just going to ask, is that picture really proof of that Nephilim exists, or is it really proof that elves exist? Yeah, uh, yeah, dwarfs, dwarfs. Now, let, now, let me go through this here real quick, okay? If you look right now, the average height of the American male is five foot nine. That's the average height. I'm five foot seven. I'm below average. Now, wait a minute. Who's more of the freak, me or Lawrence Funderburg? I'm closer to normal than he is. Why is it when people come up to me, they say, Coach, you're shorter than I thought you were going to be? I'm five foot freaking seven. I'm five seven. That's short, a little bit below normal. I'm, I'm taller than a lot of people. And I'm shorter than a lot of people. And if you stood by, if Myra stood beside Lawrence Funderburk, oh my goodness. Or Lori, Lori would get you up in there. So, anyway, it's a hard one. That's right, brother. That's what counts. Go ahead, Roger. Come on in. Wait, coach, coach. It's not the size of the the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog. Sure. Sure. that's That's what all short people say. Go ahead, Roger. I was just going to say, now I understand why the Catholic school worldly was so dominant. <laughs> no kidding, huh? You know, he, I got to get him on the show because he has a powerful testimony. He, you know, he, uh, uh, he, I think I said yesterday, he was raised by a mother and his aunts. Wasn't a man ever in his life. Uh, a high school coach, of course. And he went to Indiana, tried to play for Bobby Knight, <laughs> which didn't work out very good. But it's, uh, you know. Uh, there's something to it, man. There's something to this. Uh, hey, coach, over and over. Did he score 44 points in a high school game back to back? No, but I know some guy a lot shorter than him that did. I know a guy a lot shorter than him that scored. You almost had a right, Brett. 40 one night, 44 the next night, 45 the next night, and no three point goal. That's I, yes, I know a real short guy who did that. So. Thunderbook never did that, as far as I know. Thanks, Brett, for stroking my Dave, ego. Dave, was that you? Dave, Dave, was that you? That was me. That's what I yeah. thought. Yeah. 
Yeah, 41 night, 44 the next night. That's before three-point goal. If that three-point goal, I'd, I'd had 60. They didn't have it. So anyway, quit bragging about me. Just telling you, it's not the size of the dog, right? Anyway, how how did I get on that? I don't know how I got on that. Uh, it's been a, been a whirlwind week. Uh, they're all whirlwind weeks, it seems like, anymore, friends. And, you know, stuff's going on crazy right in front of us. And I thought I would shift gears a little bit. We've been talking about uh, – you know, we've been so much time on the vaccine and worldly things and stuff like that's going on. But I, I, the Holy Spirit really, I was up early. I was up at 4, 4.15. Holy Spirit, it was very relaxing today. I wasn't angry and the Holy Spirit just kind of, I love the Holy Spirit. I just, I just love how, you know, he's gentle, he's harsh, he's truthful, he's loving, he's butt kicking. I love it. And this morning, hey, the Holy there you go, Roger. I can't read what it says, but uh, uh, I love the Holy Spirit. So he he and I had a little session this morning, and it goes back to where we were uh, a week ago. Maybe we were talking about it. That I got myself into some trouble when I started talking about the Ethiopian Bible. You guys all remember that, right? By the way, it arrived. The Ethiopian Bible arrived, and uh, I'm not going to sit around and read it, but it's fascinating what's in the Ethiopian Bible that's not that isn't in. Wow. We'll tie all this together for you. We'll try to tie it all together today. So I, I made the point that we're in the mess that we're in because we've been taught so many things that aren't true. And there's so many things that are true that we haven't been taught. And the battle is Satan is known. Does anybody, what's the name given to Satan? Does anybody know? Not, not Satan, not devil, not Beelzebub. Do you know what? Do you know how he's identified in the scriptures? Adversary. Well, he is that. Father of all lies. He's the father of lies. Satan is the father of all lies. So in this battle for truth, why is truth important? Because our adversary is the father of lies. And how does the adversary advance his kingdom? Come on, this is easy. Stay with me here. He advances the kingdom through Lies, untruths, half-truths, mistruths. Jesus said, you teach his commandments, the doctrines of men. Lies, making the word of God of none effect. Jesus said that. So we have to understand that the battle is and continues to be simply over the truth. That's all it is. That's all it is. I wrote a commentary yesterday. I don't, I'm not going to have time to get to it probably today. But it just kind of, that's why Jesus said, take captive every thought. So quit, listen, will you take captive every thought you get and bring it to me and let me, let me take it through the, the scale, whether that's true or not? Will you do that? Or will you get a thought and then you just belch it out and speak it? Will you do that? He said, when are you going to stop doing that? Because he said, the life and death's in the power of the tongue. And some of you guys prophesying your own death with stuff. You say, oh, I just know I'm going to get sick. Oh, I know I'm going to get that. Oh, I'll probably get that disease and die. Easy peasy. We better hope there's no power of life and death in this tongue because most of us are speaking. Then, well, they're going to get a divorce. I just know it. Well, that little baby's going to, that little baby's going to have Down syndrome. That little baby's going to be, die. are you with me? Huh? Oh, we're going to run out of money. There's not going to be any food. What? What? Are you, are you listening to what's coming out of your mouth? Are you speaking? Are you uh, speaking life? Or are you speaking death? Are you speaking truth? Or are you speaking falsehood? Right? 
Not name it, claim it. Not, not one of those word of faith guys. That's not what I'm talking about. Just the reality of out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. See, you can say what you want to about your faith, but when whatever comes out of your mouth, we know where you are. We know where you stand. It's a battle. It's a, it's a battle. And so I said the other day, talking about the Ethiopian Bible, I'm interested in it just for the history of it. Because whether you know it or not, the Ethiopian Bible goes back to the goes back to about 600 A.D., about 600 A.D. The King James Version was written in 1600. The Ethiopian Bible is a copy, or let me say that right, it is from where the King James was taken, right? So I'm not going to all of a sudden start believing and following the Ethiopian Bible, but I find it pretty amazing that there are some things in that Ethiopian Bible that have to do with Christianity that we don't know about. Now, I believe that the 1611 King James Bible was inspired, the inspired word of God. But folks, I'm talking about historic perspective. It's like going back. Did you guys ever have a scrapbook? Any of you have a scrapbook? I got a bunch of them. When I was in high school basketball, I scored 45 points. Uh, night I scored 40 points. I, I got those scrapbooks so if I could dig those out. And you know what? Those aren't biblical canon. That's not the entire true story of my life, but it's part of my life. It's history of my life outside the canon. Are you with me? Are you following me? Could it be that, could it be like the book of Enoch was a newspaper, a newspaper compilation of what was going on, a historical complication, a compila- compilation of what's going on. And there's so much we know that isn't true and so much that's true that we don't know. I'm going to, you're going to, some of you are going to like this today. I think most of you will like it today. Go ahead. Larry's, Larry's itching to get in here. Come on in. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, Jesus said that, that Satan's the father of lies and that the truth is not in him. There is no truth in him. The truth is and not so in him. And so that, that brings, the logic dictates that the following two things are lies. Partial truths are lies, and truth out of context is a lie. It is. It, well, yes. Yeah, so, so that would come down to what, see, that would come down to what the word lie means, Right. You can take truth out of context, and it sounds like truth, but it's not the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, right? That's what we're talking about here. As somebody once said to me, a lie is the skin of the truth packed with a lie. That's what, that's what, that's, it looks like truth. If it didn't look like truth, people wouldn't believe it. Joe Allen, come on in. Coach, in it, speaking out of abundance of your mouth is fear. Fierce comes out of the abundance of your mouth. You hear it, right? You look around. Out of the abundance of, you know what, you you speak in fear, you speak in faith, right? I go back to that whole time with a little Declan. Everybody around me is telling me all these things are going to be wrong with Declan. I just kept saying, nope, fearfully and wonderfully made. <laughs> I don't care what those doctors say. In fact, the more I'm around Paul Goslin, the less I trust doctors. Can somebody give me a thumbs up on that? The more I'm around Paul Goslin and Sherry Tenpenny and Christy uh, Carrie Madey, the more I'm around them, the less I trust doctors. Okay? Amen. All right? They're supposed to be the experts. Are they not supposed to be the experts? And they're not. So can I take you down a little? Normally it's flea flicker Friday, but did, the Holy Spirit gave me this today. Okay? So I want to just, I don't want to mess up on it. And I, I want to show you something. If, there, if there's a theme to what I'm going to show you here today, it is how ignorant we are, okay? 
how ignorant we are, not how enlightened we are. I pray we get more enlightened, but really, for the most part, we're all pretty stupid. We are in the midst of there's more. The Bible says, for those of you who say tongues shall cease, the Bible also says knowledge will vanish away. But we're in a time of ever increasing knowledge right now. There's more knowledge available at the, at the click of a mouse than there's ever been in the history of the world. And because there is more information now available at the click of a mouse, some of the things that I've believed as I begin to do research on, I don't believe anymore. And some of the things I used to believe, I'm sorry, the things I used to think was crazy, I don't think it's crazy anymore. You, got, you can come on here. You can, you can have been to seminary, 47 different seminary schools, and you're not going to convince me that there weren't giants in the land. You're never going to convince me. And I, you know why I know there are giants in the land? Because I've done some research on it. Now, here's the truth. We all have to trust the researchers, don't we? We have to trust them. But do you trust Thorndike Barnhart? Do you know who Mr. Thorndike was by any chance? Why, well, he was one of the greatest humanistic, atheistic scientists of his day. And how many of us took the Thorndike Barnhart Dictionary when we were in school? Somebody give me a thumbs up. Yeah, I remember the Thorndike Barnhart, that secular humanism dictionary. Yeah, I remember that, right? So, hey, folks, I was born at night, but wasn't last night, all right? Trust but verify. That's what I want to try to do with you here today. So here's what came up to me today. I was, uh, it's amazing, the Holy Spirit. I was just, reading something on the internet and doing some research. And all of a sudden, are you listening to me? I heard that small, still voice. And all it said, all that small, still voice said to me was, what's an ethnic group? That's all it said. And I stopped. Huh. And then, as I began down that thought process, I said, you know what it is? I think we're being told a lie. I think we're, we don't know the difference between race and ethnicity. And they're telling us that we're racist, and we don't even understand what that word means. And they call me a racist, and they don't even know what it means, and I don't know what it means. And so it doesn't really mean anything. So, uh, Hunter, if you go right down there to bottom, let's see. Let's go. What is getting on a, the definition of ethnic, race and ethnicity? Click on it. So let, next to the last one there. <clears throat> what race versus ethnicity? Stop. Stop. Could anybody answer that right now? Could anybody for? Don't cheat. Don't let, you don't have to come in and answer. I'm asking you. Doing a little bit of teaching here today. So it says underneath there, what's the difference between race and ethnicity? Race and ethnicity are two concepts that often overlap. But there are subtle and important differences. Both terms denote social categorization of human beings. Because of the incredible complex, oh, I'm going to get into it, complex history of these subjects, They carry a lot of baggage, both words, and a varied meanings to a lot of people. And it's most fundamental, it breaks down to this. Here you go, folks. Race denotes, can you make it a little bit better, bigger for me there, uh, Jonathan? There you go, buddy, thanks. Race denotes a population of people who share some similar physical characteristics 
and who often trace their ancestry back to the same general regions of the world. However, people travel and can have similar traits while sharing no ancestry. So this is not always the case. Or one could argue that the very idea of race is grandfathered in from erroneous 19th century ideas of racial hierarchy. Regardless, the word is still used widely today, and it's important to understand what it means. Ethnicity, by the way, then, is a bit clearer to understand. It's about your culture or your origin. You can refer to the culture of your ancestors, even if you're not directly part of that tradition. Language, music, art, food, those are just some of the characteristics of ethnicity, not race, ethnicity. There may be shared physical traits as well due to the overlaps that some often present between linked ethnic and racial groups that is often partially racial. So ethnicity probably tells you more about what a person might be like because it denotes behavior. Race, however, is pretty much just skin deep and describes some of the physical traits a certain population might have. Simple? If I get that, what we're talking about? So when they're talking about somebody being racist, that's a meaningless term, friends. That is absolutely a meaningless term. Say, well, coach, how can you say that? Well, I can say that because I can go to Genesis 10. Go to Genesis 10. There's only two races. There's only two races. Those racing for heaven and those racing for hell. God created human beings, period. Genesis 1. Okay, so sit down a minute. Because this may get a little bit deep, and I'm not sure I can explain it all, but I think it's important for us to understand, again, the lie they have told us, okay? There now there are three generations. Wow. You see, that word doesn't mean generations. It sort of does. There are three generations of the sons of Noah. In other words, the Lord said there are three different groups coming from the three sons of Noah. And I can tell you this right now, most of you before today couldn't even have told me who the three sons of Noah were. You know how I know that? Because I was a bit confused this morning as well. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. There they are, dudes. From them sprung everybody. The sons of Japheth, were Gomer and Magog and Madai and Javan and Tubal and Meshach and Tyrus. Now, does anybody know anything about any of those people right there? Because listen, I'm talking about the fact that history is going on in parallel to what's happening in the Bible. Do you understand this, folks? There's history going on outside the Bible. Come on, tell me you get it. And if you don't get that, then we're not going to understand the times in which we live right now. Okay. So now we see that, that, uh, that Japheth gave Noah six grandbabies. Is it six babies? Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshach, and Tyrus, seven of them. So Japheth had seven sons. And then Gomer tells us Gomer had, had some sons. So great grandkids show up here. Ashkenaz, Gomer, Ashkenaz. By the way, Ashkenazi Jews, you heard of that term? Gomer, Ashkenaz, Riphath, Togarma. And the sons of Javan, and Elisha, and Tarshish, and Kidaman, Dodanum. 
These are all coming out of who? Who are these coming out of? Well, coming out of Japheth. By these were the isles of the Gentiles dividing their lands. By what? By Gomer, Ashkenach, Ripthat, Torgarth, Javon, Elash, Tarshish, Dinim, Doad, Dinim. After everyone, his tongue and their family. This is how the world gets populated, friends. Don't tell me, but just be honest, say, Coach, I never knew this. I, Coach, when I was reading Genesis 10, I just skipped over all these names. It didn't matter to me. You liars. But no, then, then Ham, my old Ham comes along. He has some kids too. Ham has Cush and Mizraim and Foot and Canaan. And then the sons Cush, he had Seba and Havilah. Hey, folks, who's writing this down? Where, where is this? Is, are these in the Bible? Do we know about these guys in the Bible? Or is this some extra biblical history that we really don't even, we don't know anything about these guys? Sapta, Rama, Sabtechin, and the sons of Rama and Shepta. And the, what? And then Cush by God and Mark Trump. Cush begat Nimrod. Are you kidding me? And he began to be a mighty one in the earth. He was a mighty hunter. Who was Nimrod? We're talking about Nimrod becomes important in the scriptures. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord, where it was said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. And the beginning of the kingdom was what? Babel, Eric, and Akada, and Kauna, and in the lands of Shinar. Anybody picking up what I'm laying down here? And out of that land then came Asher, and he built Nineveh, and the city Rehoboth, and Kala, and Rezin between Nineveh and Kala. This is the same great city. And then they begat Ludman, and Anam, and Lehaben, and Nebuchadnezzar, and blah, 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 blah. And Canaan began. They're talking about the generations, how the earth's being developed, friends. Wow. Verse 19, and there's going down the Zimite and the Hamatite. And afterwards were the families of the Canaan spread abroad. And on the border of the Canaan, some side and all the Gerar. And then, <laughs> these are the sons of Ham. Well, Ham had some boys too. After their families and after their tongues and in their countries and the nation. And the Shem was also the father of the children of Ebar and the brother of Japheth, the elder. Even to him were born children. The children of Shem were who? Elam and Asher and Aphrodax and Lud and Aphrodax. The children of Aram was Uz and Hor and Gether and Mash. Do you see what's going on here, friends? Do you see how the world is being populated directly out of Noah? And folks, you know what they're doing here? They're creating ethnic groups, not races. Only two races. Those racing for heaven. And those racing for hell, right? So scrolling down, I'm, I'm, I don't know how far I want to go down. You guys, you guys get what I'm talking about, right? Look at, look at this. There, this is a genealogy from Noah to when? I don't know. Verse 32 says, these are the families of the sons of Noah after their generations in the nations. And by these were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. Wow, huh? So much we don't know. Do you have any idea the history? It would be volumes and volumes and volumes and volumes of history if we were to study those 32 verses and who those people were and where they lived and what their families were and who their, who their uh, 
uh, what their ethnicities were and who they became and who became Chinese and who became uh, uh, Arabs and who became them. Well, we're going to find out all that if we just study it out. We find it all out. I'm going to stop right now because I got some. I know some of you got some questions. This is so good. This is so good. And remember this. The Holy Spirit asked me a question today, and it led me to this. Come on in, Paul Webb. Coach, as you said all for so long, he who controls the uh, language controls the debate. And, um, you know, and that's an example of that right here. Yeah. Uh, and also, too, so that means that we're all cousins pretty much. Right. Right. Well, I'm, I'm going to get I'm going to get into it here. Yeah, absolutely. We are right. Folks, there is no such thing as racism. Understand this. Racism is simply skin color. That's what they've made. Racism simply skin color. Right. And as Muhammad Ali said, blue birds hang with blue birds and red birds hang with red birds. I know because I feed my birds every day out here. I got a bird feeder and the cardinals all come together. And every once in a while, a blue jay comes in and he brings a couple guys with him. And then at the end, I'm not making this up. Sounds racist, not making it up. At the end, all the blackbirds come in. Whoo, everybody else takes off and the blackbirds show up. I, I sit there and watch it happen every day. But they're all birds. They're all different ethnicities of birds. And does the, does the red bird say to the blackbird, you're racist? You got, you're a different race? No, it's cr- stupid, right? Come on in, Rochelle. Hey, uh, good morning, team. Yeah, I've always thought of um, the races of people as more like breeds of dogs. You can still mate together and get an off-breed. You know what I'm saying? It's silly. Yeah, um, we do cross-breed, right? We do cross-breed. Yeah, I wanted to, when you hit on the names of something, every time we think something in the Bible is boring, it, there's usually layers to it. And this was Chuck Missler. I'm pretty sure I heard this from, I don't know who did this first, but I heard it from him. And he took those names and he went, through the, gener- the generations from Adam to Noah. So there's 10, which means judgment, by the way. Adam, Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Mahayalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, and then Noah. And then if you take the meaning By the way, of- Rochelle, by the way, Rochelle, some of them lived hundreds of years. Go ahead. They sure did. Um, yeah, I think they, yeah, anyway, if you take those meanings of the names and just read them out it makes a sentence like this basically this statement spells out the gospel for example like adam you guys know adam means man you know what i mean so i'm taking each word and just saying what it means in hebrew so man is appointed moral sorrow the blessed god will come down teaching his death shall bring the despairing comfort and rest like, you know, Noah means rest. Right, right, right. So um, that was Chuck, uh, Mr. Missler. So, so my point is, Michelle, just when we think we know everything, we find out how little we, we know, right? Most of you couldn't even name the three sons of Noah. Be honest, you couldn't even name, let alone their grandsons, let alone their great-grandsons, right? We couldn't, yeah, we think we know it all. Reggie. Thank you, Coach. So those of us who have to deal with this and and we understand this. So when we speak to just normal everyday Christians that don't understand this, they don't understand us. And we it's frustrating because even when you're working with somebody, you're trying to tell them you got to put away where you came from. You got to understand there's, there's blood in you. There's there's DNA. And they know this. When I say they, everybody knows who I'm speaking of. They know this. And so there is so much more 
to what you need to know. And you guys have got to open up your eyes, your ears. You got to open yourself up to the Holy Spirit. It goes back and they know this. They have been tracking your DNA through all your PKU tests, through the Mormon church, through the Roman Catholic Vatican. They know where you are, who you are, and certain people get pulled out because they're very important. So you got to understand what coach is saying. He He's getting it. He's getting it. It's amazing. I love it. Bloodlines. It's bloodlines. Janine. Yeah, when I read um, raised my last son, I homeschooled him. And one of the items that we used for homeschooling was um, History of the World by Ridpath. I don't know if anybody has heard that, but he has um, an old book that goes back to, well, there's several copies, but the one I have. Up goes back to um, 1891, and he starts off with the race in volume one, and it goes all the way back, and it goes and it shows where all the races went, and it's fascinating. So if you want an education on what the world um, history is, look at Red Path. He was phenomenal. Okay, so I'm going to show you that here in a second too, Janine. You're on page 28. I'm on page 13. Go ahead, Brett. Yeah, Coach, yep. uh, just uh, about the first comment you made, um, I have to disagree with a little bit. And I think you will, too, that technology and knowledge is uh, greater today than, than since the flood of Noah. I, I truly believe they had technology and knowledge prior. Uh, okay, to I got you. I'm talking about okay. human, human life here, man, where we're living now, right? So I should have put a disclaimer in there. I'm sure. Free by truth, then, then Dr. Paul. Okay. Thank you, Coach. Um, while you're talking about um, Chuck Missler, he had a really great teaching one time, and he was talking that he believes that the Ethiopians actually have the Ark of the Covenant, and he went through, like, research with it, but he was basing it off of Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 10. From beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, my supplements, even the daughter of my dispersed, shall bring mine offering. So he, it was just this, it was a teaching, it was interesting. So you're on page 32 and I'm on page 17. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's all right. Uh, One other thing, Um, Dr. Listen, folks, listen, listen, I'm trying to give an overview. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get people who've never heard this stuff to open their eyes. Say, duh, all right? Um, Dr. Rob Carter, who did um, a lot of studies in genetics, also studied DNA and, and had this, everybody came out of Africa, um, ethnicity, and he even had this joke that all men are really gonna, the same gonna, they all came from Noah. <laughs> I'm going to show you. I'm, okay, thanks. Give me some, see, listen, I learned this in school. This is the problem with public schools. Do you teach to the dumbest kid in the class or the smartest one? you got 30 kids in the class, do you teach to the dumbest or to the smartest? And so that's when schools created what they called, uh, what did they call that? Uh, when they made the smart kids work with the dumb kids. No child uh, left behind. Uh, yeah, shared learning, whatever it was. So in other words, the dumb kid came and sat there while the smart kid taught him stuff. But the smart kid didn't get any smarter because we wanted to make sure everybody was average. We had to get everybody to average, right? So what's happening. Come on in, Dr. Paul. I'm sorry, I was listening to Reggie before she was making a good point. Um, um, yeah, Coach, and 
there's many ways of describing what you talk about, I guess, in science or sociology, call it the Dunning-Kruger effect. It's something mm-hmm. I'm sure some of you understand. You can look it up. It basically says the the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. You just keep <laughs> going down these rabbit holes. Yes, sir. And um, the other one, I think Louis Pasteur said, um, and this is important, the more you know, the more you get closer to God. In other words, you, you, realize, in, you realize in the end, you realize in the end with all the information, all there could only be a God that created this, a great creator. Amen. And, and everybody, I mean, even the, the most brilliant people in the world always get to that conclusion that there's a God that created from the very beginning and it's Amen. like the black hole. Everybody, oh, well, who made the black hole, right? Yeah. That's the point. And Reggie, I, we need to talk. Thanks. The more you know, are you listening to me? The greater your responsibility. Sorry. You can't hide behind ignorance. The more you know, the greater your responsibility. Uh, Roger, quickly, then Revelation 2015. So, so when the race card is pulled up in a conversation, wow. is it wrong for a person to say, listen, this is not about skin. This may be more about your culture. I don't like the culture of whatever. Because yep. Yep. really, that's, you know, that's where the issues lie sometimes. Cultural issues that... Brett, Brett, close, not- Pennsylvania, Brett, close your microphone, buddy. Go ahead, Roger. No, but it's more of a culture thing that many times people disagree with. Not right, that's right. Ethnicity, things you've been taught in your home, beliefs you have in your home, ethnic values. That was what was great about America. When everybody came, they brought their ethnicity with them. And then we turned it into skin color. Do you get it? We turned it into skin color. Revelation 2015, then Matt. Hey, Coach. Uh... Were you aware that the word racism didn't even first appear? Created by the CIA. Created by the CIA. That's right. Didn't even come into the dictionary until around 1950. Divide and conquer, brother. Divide and conquer. Matt Tice. Yeah, Dave. um, Very, very good here this morning. I just want to make one point. If you go to John chapter 8, verse 31, Jesus says to those Jews who believed in him, he said, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The word indeed, the word indeed means without any question, truly, undeniably, in reality. The point that I want to make here this morning, Dave, is listening to what you're saying. You are a disciple indeed. You are searching out the truth because you got that inspiration from the Holy Spirit this morning. And the way you have the Holy Spirit in you is because you are practicing the commands that Jesus gave you. So now you know the truth because you are searching out the truth, because you are following John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. Wow. God, congratulations to you, Dave. But here's, the, here's, here's my final point. If the church started to teach the same thing that you have learned and you are practicing we would have a whole lot better Christians in this country. Well, boy, I'm not about people. 
Yep, my people destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Amen. You are practicing John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, and God bless you for that. Thank you. Doing my best, brother. Thanks. Appreciate it, Matt. Uh, Jeff, then Larry. Coach, you mentioned some of this. Every school board meeting we go to, there's a format laid out. You get the paperwork. I've been noticing this key phrase in it now, blended learning. Uh, There you are. It's like, that's scary. Yes, sir. They they make up words, don't they? I wrote a commentary years ago, change the words, change the world. I ought to dig that one out. Uh, Larry. Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of good information come out this morning. And and I even learned some tech, you know, some details and stuff that that I believe are absolutely right that I had never heard of before. But I also want I'm prompted to bring this up that all the super, you know, I think uh, who is it that does the concrete? That's uh, Randy. Randy, uh, if you don't get that foundation right, it doesn't matter how pretty of a building you build on top of it. It's not going to last as long as it should. And, yep. and I'm I, I'm I'm ask I'm asking I'm pleading with everyone in here right now, please get your six foundational elements down before you start building fantastic superstructures. Because if you don't, you're in for a fall. Craig, come on in. Well, Coach, uh, boy, this is right down my line there. Here, yeah, there I was afraid to call. I was afraid to call on you. <laughs> Just a couple things here, you know, to pick up out of here. One is note, note the order uh, right off the beginning that has Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So automatically you think Shem's the oldest. Well, that's not true because when you go <laughs> to uh, when you go to verse twenty-two, it says uh, children of Eber and brother of Japheth the elder. So right there, you know, Japheth is the elder. Okay, and yeah. I sent you this, and I've talked, I've sent this to other people. I said, uh, you know, here's a timeline. This is this is the biblical timeline, and you can go right through people's birth. I, I can tell you exactly when Shem gave his uh, first son uh, as Aphra, because it says he was born two years after the flood. Well, the flood was in 1656, so that means his son was born in 1658. I can take you right down into when Abraham. You mean the? Wait a minute, Craig. You mean these children are born after the flood? Oh yes, that's that. That's the oh. And here's oh. another. Here's some other interesting things. If you want to understand who the Gentiles were, you need to stick up with Japheth because that's where it says from the coastland. And you got to understand where these guys went, where they took over the land. Well, Craig, you're, Craig, you're on page fifty-eight, and I'm on page twelve. Well, here's the neat thing: just start looking for things. Don't start reading things. Look for the information that's hidden in the hidden in there because the story is in between the lines, Amen. not on the lines. <laughs> I'm running out of time. That gonna run. Uh, uh, who is it? Uh, Kevin. Yeah, coach. I just kind of want to piggyback off what uh, Doctor Paul was saying. Isn't it interesting that most physicists and astrophysicists they enter the field as atheists? And after a number of years of work and study, they come to the conclusion that there's a God, that there must be a God, because they see design in everything that they're looking at. And if there's design, then there must be a designer. Isn't Amen. That? Amen. That's what, we're, that's what we're showing here today. Myra, quickly, then Clay, and then I'm sh- stop, shutting it off. Good. Good, Myra. Yes, Saints. I love it how I learned from this show. Um, Coach, God bless you. 
And we come together as a family. John 1030, I and the Father are one. Thank you. Clay. Two quick things, Coach. One, the headlines are calling that Bible the Ethiopian Bible. But if you read down in the articles, it says it's the oldest Christian book on earth. Dude, come on, man. Come on. They're they're calling it an Ethiopian Bible, but it's a Christian Bible written in an Ethiopian language. Oh, well, now you're coming coming back to page 11, Clay. Now you're getting back to page 11 with me here. All right. Well, Genesis 4, 17 talks about Cain. And it says Cain went out and built a city. So when you read the Old Testament, a lot of people read the Old Testament and think there's only two or three people on the earth at that time. How do you build a city with three people? Hmm. How do you? Let me ask you another question. Who is Noah's daddy? Hmm? Anybody know who Noah's daddy was? Are we told who Noah's daddy's what? Islamic. Yeah. So the connection goes back. Oh, this is deep, man. Okay, so sorry, shutting it down. Spencer, uh, what's your name? Jonathan. Go. It says, bingo, use this one. Now, I'm going to put this one in the chat because some of you have to do some homework. So if you will, then, uh, Jonathan, put this in the chat, Okay. The table of nations in Genesis 10. I put this. I could have spent a month on this page right here. And I got to confess to you, folks. I'm 69 years old, a foot shorter than Lawrence Funderburk, and I didn't know all this. I just didn't know it. And why are my people destroyed? We don't know. Lack of knowledge. So if you can make that a little bit better there for me, Jonathan, I got you doing about seven different things now, I know. Right there. It says, now these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. All right? Well, list the table of, na- list of the table of nations mentioned in the Old Testament. The sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Look, Shem became the Semitic race. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And I'll, I'll get back to that. Ham became the... Tyrannic race, or my friends, Asians. All right? Japheth became the Aryan or Caucasian races. Shem, are you ready? For, I'm sorry to tell you this. If you look down through there, Elamites, the Syrians, the Chaldeans, the she- Shela, and the Abers, and the Palix, and the Jokins, and Alamadads, these are ethnicities. The Shelofs and the Hazmarets. Hey, folks, most of them had dark skin. Most of those that you look in there right there have dark skin because of where they went. Hmm? Wow. Back up, Jonathan. You're doing a great job. Unbelievable, isn't it? Look at that racism. And then we find out that, uh, yeah, the Cush, Ham, became the Asians, Arabia. Look at that, Sheba, Nimrod. In fact, there's a map down here at the bottom of this. Japheth became the white boys. They called them Aryans. Oh, if if I could bring Dr. Charles Jennings in right now, he could explain all of this in such a way that your eyes would be so opened 
to how this whole racial thing began. And it's not racial, it's ethnicities. Ethnicities. There's a map. I don't know if it's on this one. Let me think if I, if I still, I don't have that. I didn't bring that map up. It will show you arrows to where, where they went, where Shem went. And see, we've been taught, boy, oh boy, there it is. Is that it? This is where they went. The descendants of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. It's color-coded as to where they went. They dispersed throughout the world. Folks, it's not racism. It's ethnicity. And what happened to the Tower of Babel? We know what happened to the Tower of Babel. They all got together and they were going to try to become God and he had to divide them and divided their language. Does that mean at one time they all had the same language? Did they all have the same language at one time? Scroll on down. This is a this is a really, really good website for you guys to go to. So there you are. Shem was Asia. Shem, his name, hang on right there. But we're a little too fast. Sorry, bud. He was Noah's oldest son. Well, Craig says no, he wasn't. And part of Noah's family of eight who survived the great flood. Shem and his wife were childless before the flood, but after Shem bore a son 110 years of age. He was father of five sons, became father of five Semitic nations. Shem was actually the father of the nations of the ancient Near East, including the Israelites and the Jews and the Judaism and Islam and Christianity all sprang out of Shem. And there were five. Tell me you didn't know this. So I didn't know this, coach. I've been in church my whole life. I never knew this. The five Semitic nations were the Persians, the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Lydians, the Lydians, and the Syrians. Anybody know that? I didn't know that. I'm confessing I didn't. Ham went to Africa. Yeah, old Ham, he went to Africa. Ham, or meaning hot or black, was Noah's oldest son, second oldest son, it says, and part of the family of Adam survived the flood. We know that, all right? Bore, his wife bore four sons, became fathers of the nations of Africa. Ham's fourth son was Canaan, was prophetically cursed because he gazed at his father's nakedness. So the four Hamitic nations were the Ethiopians, the Egyptians, keep up with me there, the Libyans and the Canaanites. That coach, I didn't know this. Huh? I didn't know this. I've been in church my whole life. Nobody ever told me this. And then Japheth became Europeans. He was what? God will enlarge. That's what it meant. Noah's third and oldest son, part of the family of eight, survived. He was far-reaching descendants, became the European Caucasian nations that were mentioned in Genesis 6. Where's Charles Jennings when I need him? Gomer. These are the nations. Gomer was the Sumerians, the Scythians, the Medes, the Ions are the Greeks, the Turks, the Slavs, the Estrusians. These are the families of the sons of Noah after the generations in their nations, and those were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. Unbelievable. I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Did you guys know that? There are no races. There's ethnicities. All springing from who? Noah. Noah. Amen. Wow. Paul Webb, come back in. Hey, Coach. Um, you know, there's a really great short video by Danzel Washington. He's being interviewed at a movie premiere or something. And somebody asked him a question about a movie. I forget the movie. Maybe it's one he was doing. And he said, state, he said, it's not racial, it's cultural. He said, yeah. I'll give you an example. You had uh, Spielberg did Schindler's List. Scorsese made Goodfellas. He goes, now Spielberg could have made Goodfellas, and, and uh, Scorsese could have made Schindler's List, but it's cultural. 
They understood the culture. And that's what it's all about. It's not about race, it's about culture. Amen. Ethnicity. So. <laughs> come on. Randy, come on in. I'll try to get a new one in there. Go ahead, Randy. Coach, stop me if, if this is what you're going to get to later. I don't want to give it away. But, Coach, <laughs> on the, at the Feast of uh, Passa or Pentecost, whenever the, the Holy Spirit was given, Jesus told them to go wait on it there in Acts chapter 2. If, if you understand what you're talking about here, this is what opens this up, and you see this. that These nations were all there at the, that feast, Coach, and when the Holy Spirit fell, they all got part of this, and they went back home and took the Holy Spirit, took the gospel to everywhere, all over the whole earth. Is it because what Jesus said in Acts 1-8, he said, but you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witness to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. That's not talking about future today, Coach. That's talking about what they did in that century right there. That's what happened. It went to the whole earth. That's there all, it is. All, and if you read the rest of chapter 2, Coach, it, it, it tells you all these nations that are there, Scythians, Medes, Elamites. Coach, it went over the whole earth, the whole world. We just didn't know it. That's right. What? My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, Randy. Julie, come on, and then, then Mr. Zero again, then Rochelle. Go ahead. Thanks, Coach. Wow, what a great show. I had no idea, you know, and the churches are not talking about the Old Testament in that context. They're just talking about the New Testament. So, you know, a lot of people don't know, and I'm thinking you. Thanking you for pointing that out. Mm, bloodline, bloodline, ethnicity, bloodline, folks. Craig. Coach, maybe you can have Spence uh, pull this up. You can just do it through Bing. Three basic lines of DNA. So I'll read them. There's an A DNA. It's the right-handed double helix, similar to the B DNA. Uh, there's the B DNA, which is the most common DNA confirmation that is a right-handed Felix. The majority of DNA has B-type confirmation. And there's the Z DNA, which is the left-handed DNA, where the double helix winds to the left and zigzags. So, so okay, the three so sons. Yeah, the three uh, sons. Yeah. I mean, let's do the math, guys. It's yeah, <laughs> Everybody wants to talk about science. Hey, here's your science. <laughs> right on the Bible. Come talk uh, to me. Come talk to me. Oh, my goodness, Rochelle. Good. Hey, Mr. Zero, that's a good one. Rochelle, go. Wow, Craig. Nice. Um, so this, what's coming to my mind, too, is the, um, b- the Tower of Babel, and, um, which means the gate, to, the gate of God, the gate to the gods or something like that, and how um, it, the people who study linguistics or polyglots or, you know, what, what, whatever they're called, um, the study of languages, they all are stunned at how all ling- all languages just popped up kind of out of nowhere, different, <clears throat> like this explains who, why different languages because of their, where they were from. Ethnicities, yes, yes. And, and so, uh, listen, listen. And again, we talked about it yesterday. I'm, I'm going to shift gears here right at the end. I just want to leave you with a good nugget. We shift gears yesterday. The point that Whoopi Goldberg was talking about, we spoke about that a little bit yesterday. She made the point that uh, the Nazi Holocaust wasn't racial because it was whites killing whites. That was the point, right? Do you get it? That was the point that she was making. And technically, she's right, wasn't she? 
Technically, she's right. But see, she couldn't get beyond skin color. She, she, didn't, she didn't understand what we're talking about here today. She didn't get the religious component that was attached to it. So having said that, pull up DHS advisory. This is for y'all out there. Huh? This is good. It's coming. It's right in front of us, friends. It's coming. DHS. This is just yesterday. Issues the National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin, February 7th. Can you make it a little bit bigger for me, Jonathan? There you go. Today's Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Malolibla. DHS remains that they, a National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin. And I'm not going to read down through it. You can read it on your own. But hey, here's the bottom line they be after y'all. <laughs> They're after y'all. <laughs> this is so this is so real what's happening right in front of us if we would just be able to connect the dots. The United States remains in a heightened threat, environmentally fueled by several factors, including an online environment filled with false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories and other forms of mis, dis, and mal-information, which they're now calling MDM. Yeah, MDM. Introduced and or amplified by foreign and domestic threat actors. These threat actors seek to exacerbate social friction to sow discord and undermine public trust in government institutions to encourage unrest, which could potentially inspire acts of violence, mass casualty attacks, and other acts of targeted violence conducted by lone offenders and small groups acting acting in furtherance of ideological beliefs and or personal grievances pose an ongoing threat to this nation. They're coming after y'all. <laughs> They're coming after us. Huh? You got to bend over. You got to bend over and say, ah, come on in, Reggie, hurry up. Coach, I just wanted to tell everybody to pray uh, against strongholds in uh, Scottsdale this weekend. Uh, they're having a Satan con. Um, <clears throat> if you know the dates, again, we're going back to dates. You'll understand it's a very high feast day for the Perchelia. Um, and it's a uh, blood sacrifice, a lot of stuff going on, but it, people are going to be participating it with their energies with St. Valentine's Day. They don't get that part, but we need to you pray against to, you that. Need to tell me, you need to tell me that the Luciferians get together, work together. <laughs> yeah, the fact that it's in Scottsdale is really significant. People just think they picked a random place. No, it's really significant. So, um, yeah, they're having a Satan con. So it's oh. a three-day event, but... It's it's disguised as that by the little I call him the little Satanist, but there's something bigger going on underneath. So oh, we're saying none of we'd have we've been out there holding some signs. Paul Webb, quickly. Hey, coach, were, were they describing themselves in that memo? Yeah, they were and exactly what they were. When you point the finger at somebody, what do they say? Three finger, four fingers are pointed back at you. That's right. That's right. Because why? Hey, we know this, right? They've met the enemy. It's us. Last thing, real quick, bottom line, list of ethnicities, list of ethnicities. Are you ready for this one? Uh, look at that. Make that a little bigger. Folks, there's, there's all the races. There's all the races. Just scroll down there for us real quick. You don't even have to read them. There's all the ethnicities. Look at them. Look at them. 
You know, huh? Huh? They call somebody racist. What the hell are they talking about? What are they talking about? Look at this. These are all ethnic groups and none of them pure. And yes, I said that. None of them pure. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.